Hello everyone, my name is Lucy. I'm Emilio. And you're listening to or watching the Long Distance Podcast. The weekly podcast about relationships, life lessons and all the good stuff. Thank you for tuning in today, this lovely Sunday. Remember, if you enjoy this podcast, to leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts. And be kind enough to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will release a Skillshare course on relationships at 1,000 subscribers. Enjoy! Hi everyone, how are you doing? It's me, all alone again. I'm hoping that next week it's gonna be the two of us. Who knows at this point? By the way, before we get started in today's topic, I just want to say something. Actually, I want to admit something first. I'm loving this new jumper I bought. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's not what I want to talk about. But this is from Cezanne, which is a French company. And they are one of the most eco-friendly companies I've seen. They also do certain days a week that they donate to um, certain charities, which I love. Um, the day that I chose was donating to a French charity called Demain. And it's about like saving the children kind of stuff. Anyway, what I really wanted to talk about is I have been super lazy since this podcast started at talk uh, looking into the comment section and basically doing anything. To be fair, since we started this podcast, I would say Emilio does all the work. I just show up on the podcast day and like I don't even do the setup. I had to learn how to do the setup this month. So I'm actually really glad that I'm taking this month to do all the work because I'm feeling at least, you know, there's effort from me. Sorry, Emilio, that I've been so lazy. But anyway, last week I was getting ready to upload the new podcast and i was like oh the comment section i haven't don't think i've ever seen the comment section maybe a couple of times it's like oh let's see what people said in the last podcast since it's like my work you know it's not me and emilio so the any criticism it's on my part it's not on me and emilio so i should look it up the comment section was the kindest i've ever seen i i, I swear i almost cried just thinking why why were people so nice what did I do that was, you know, I, I just spoke about something I was passionate about and then people were so kind to me. And honestly, I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you. You have no idea how much these nice words mean to me. Even if it's criticism, I appreciate criticism. Obviously, when it's said in the right way, I don't want someone just saying you suck. If you could tell me why I suck, I can hopefully improve. But I just really enjoyed the little interactions I had with all of the, I think it was mainly girls on the podcast uh comment section so thank you so much and like please remember if you have something on your mind comment it i we respond to every comment even on my main channel i respond to every single comment so if there's something you want to say say it you know i'm more than happy to hear it but yeah i just thought that you guys deserved uh, a thank you because you made my day by reading those comments and it's not often that something virtually can bring a real smile to my face but I actually was smiling inside and out. Now today we have an interesting topic and a relevant one. I don't know I, I believe most of you come from my main channel but if you saw on my latest video if not hit it up. I went to Brussels for the weekend and I went alone. Basically I was just with a friend who travels um, a lot as well and I noticed that she was traveling a lot more than me and I was like why why am I not traveling so much? The truth is I've been traveling, but in the Balencia region. So I haven't really left the region much since I came here in September. And I was like, yeah, why, ha why haven't I been traveling? So within two days of her leaving, I booked two flights, one to Vienna and one to Brussels. I was, well, for Vienna, I was hoping friends would come and they did. But for Brussels, I was hoping Emilio would come, but he was having issues with his passport. So he, you know, he physically couldn't come. He wasn't being lazy. He wasn't 
you know, we weren't in an argument. He just couldn't come, which is fair enough. And I thought, mm, I don't know if I want to go because I'm in the Christmas spirit and I don't think Christmas is enjoyed as much when you're alone. <laughs> Sorry for everyone that's alone this Christmas. I know how you feel. I've been alone for a month and I'm feeling it. Um, but yeah, tra- traveling's different. I've, I've noticed recently that I enjoy experiencing places with people. Even just being able to speak out loud and be like, oh wow, that is so beautiful. You can't do it when you're alone. You know, you look at a building and you, in your head, you're like, but if you say that out loud, it's kind of weird. People are going to stare at you. So I mean, in my mind, I really wasn't going to go. I really didn't want to go. And it wasn't until the night before that I said to myself, okay, what have you got to lose? What are you doing this weekend? I had no plans other than Brussels. So I said to myself, just go. What's the worst that can happen? You aren't enjoying yourself? Cool. Stay in a hostel. Have a nice long sleep. Rest for the weekend. You can do it in Brussels too, but like you booked a flight. You can't get a refund on it. So you may as well go. And the last time I went to Brussels was so magical and so in my head I was like why am I not wanting to go because this city is something that I I held really dearly to me and so as you can tell from the topic we're talking about solo travel I have a lot on my mind I've done a fair bit of solo traveling I think Brussels was maybe my fifth or sixth solo travel and I've done group travel I've done travel with a partner I've done travel with a friend with multiple friends you know I've kind of I've done travel with school trips with work, with music. So I really, I've tested, oh yeah, sorry, with my family too. They were the ones that introduced me to travel. I've seen it all. Like I've been with every kind of group of people and every travel is different, but I'm going to group it into alone or not alone because I think even though that atmosphere is different when you're with different people, the main thing is you have company or you don't have company. I remember, I want to talk a bit about my first solo travel because I think it's always the one that you remember. I'd done a couple things that were kind of solo travel, but I wouldn't really classify solo travel. And then I was going to work at summer camp in America for a couple months. And I said to myself, where's the cheapest city I can fly to? Like, what's the cheapest way I can get to this camp possible? And I would just travel to the place that's like in the middle. So I found a 120 pound flight to Miami from London, which I thought was incredible. That's so cheap. I always say people saying the tickets are like a grand return. And so... It was extremely cheap. And I thought, yeah, Miami. I'm 19. I'm under 21. Why why not go to Miami and have a little party week? So I went for a week before the camp started because it was a way that I could get the cheapest flights. And, you know, when in Miami, you may as well stay for a while. The beach is nice. I wanted to get a nice tan before camp. And the, the first thing I had to do was get a train to London. Fine, done it before. Nothing. doesn't count as a solo travel. I'm still in my country. Is the UK a country, really? I left Scotland. And then I got to the airport in London. And again, I booked the cheapest train ticket, which meant I had six hours to wait. But I also booked it in case the train was late. It was delayed. It broke down. I wanted to be extra sure. And because I was going international, a lot of people tell you to be there three hours before. And because I was going with a visa... You know, it made sense to be there early, but I was there way too early. I think it might have been more than six hours now looking back. And so I slept or I semi-slept with all, all my stuff that I was carrying for three months. I had a 22 kilo case and a backpack. Okay, that was it. I'm a bit of a light traveler. That was it. Huddled on me and I was at the Costco just chilling, using up all my phone battery and I couldn't find a charger. So that was dumb of me. And then it came to check in and I remember I couldn't get my boarding pass to work. I don't know why. I, it was just one of those times it didn't work. And I was trying to get through. 
And the guy turns around to me. Bear in mind, this is 2019. I'm 19 years old at this point, or I'm 18 turning 19 in like a month. The the police officer security guy goes, where's your mom and dad? And I was like, in Glasgow, why? <laughs> and he was like, who are you traveling with? And I was like, me, just me. And he saw my ticket. He's like, you going to Miami? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, have you got family there, friends there? No, sir, no family, no friends. I'm just going to Miami. And the guy just couldn't believe it he's like what age are you can I see your passport he made me show him my passport check I was over 18 so I was obviously 18 and was kind of like giving me my passport back like why the hell is she going to Miami at 19 alone like where's her family for real anyway I get for the security and when I get to America it was the same thing the guy at the border control just couldn't fathom that I was just randomly going to Miami and obviously when security asks you why you're traveling and you're like well I just wanted to see Miami you know, it doesn't quite correlate with a visa. And I had to explain, yeah, okay, I want to see Miami, but then I'm going and I have a working visa for a few months, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember waiting with this guy staring at me for like an uncomfortable amount of time, just kind of like, why are you in my, I don't get it. Why are you in Miami, miss? And so it was funny because I thought solo travel was more common than it is, but I guess from being in those two major airports, traveling just for the fun of it by yourself isn't quite as popular as I thought maybe they they assumed that I was traveling with fam like to see family or there was another more important reason than just I wanted to go to the beach and tan I get it I was going out of the continent sure but it kind of hit me then like you're right you're 18 years old and you've just crossed the continent by yourself first of all good for you for executing it so beautifully I made it to my hostel no problem I didn't know how the bus system worked in Miami and I when I got to the hostel and I checked in and sat in my bed I thought yo you just just took a train from Glasgow to London, a flight from London to Miami, got from Miami airport to the center, walked to your hostel. That was good. That was smart. And I had like this urge of, damn, I did it. And then my immediate next thought was, wait, but I have no one to tell this to. I have this proud moment inside me and I have no one to talk to about it. And so I remember I like texted all my friends, but the fact I was in Miami by myself and I was so proud. And then I just realized I have no one physically to tell what I'm feeling and so the first thing hit me that I'm going to expand on all of these moments later yo I'm really alone and I really don't have anyone to talk to so that night I decided yeah I want to travel solo but I want to meet people the reason I want to travel solo is to meet people like meet new people rather than go with people I knew because at this point in my life I didn't really have that special group of friends or a boyfriend that I would have loved to have traveled with you know and so I wanted to meet new people I wanted to find potential new friends and that night I remembered I have a little bit of social anxiety sometimes and the idea of going up to someone and just saying hey freaked me out and I was in the sort of common era. There was a pool table, a bar on the side. I was obviously under 21, so couldn't do any of that. But I could sit and watch people play pool. And I could have played pool. I love pool. And the four people that were playing pool looked kind of cool. And I could hear from their accents. They were all from different places. So in my head, I thought, oh, great. These are people that I've probably just met in the hostel. So they're probably up for meeting more people. So after like maybe an uncomfortable hour of me sitting here like, sit just say hi just say hi Lucy you can do it I finally was like I'm gonna do the five seconds of courage where you go one two three four five and at five you have to go and do whatever you're doing and I don't know how this psychologically works I'm guessing it gives you a little bit of adrenaline that makes you just think ah, screw it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it but I said to myself on five 
you're gonna go up to them and say hey can i play a game of pool you guys i'm such an like that it just sounds so funny now like so unnatural hey can i play pool with you guys but that's what worked for me it was the most comfortable thing i could think of so i did i counted one two three four five and on five i went up and i spoke to these these guys and it was a man from france a man from north carolina a girl from brazil and a girl from poland all international great let me join you don't have anywhere from the uk i'm coming and they were so nice and for that full week i i I spent the full week with them you know they were my friends and at that point i thought solo travel is actually quite fun you know I, I had the thrill of meeting new people from all over the world and I could I could be whoever I wanted to be. Obviously, you don't lie to people, but I, I, I wasn't thinking that someone was going to judge me because they know me before. I could just be who I felt I was in that moment in time. And I had a passion for this solo travel. So that winter, I before COVID, luckily, I spent three weeks traveling like just in time. I got back late January. COVID obviously happened in March, so I made it. And, and so I want to take it like a free interval for that winter. So obviously I went and I was so last, they gave me the ticket really last minute. And so I was like, ah, do I go? Do I go? One of those situations, none of my friends could come or they could come for parts of it, but no one could go away from me. And I was kind of thinking to myself, oh, I'm doing a bit of solo travel. What do I do? So obviously I went because at that point in time, solo travel was great to me. And I traveled a few cities alone before I met my friends. And again, it was great. I was at that stage in my life where I wanted to meet new people and I wanted to, you know, be more open-minded. I wanted to be more independent. I didn't want to have to rely on other people making the plans. And also I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do in traveling, which is really walking outside and taking videos. That's, that's what I enjoy about traveling. I love seeing the architecture. I love seeing the people and people watching and yeah that's generally the principle of what I do that and eat a lot I eat a lot when I travel and I eat anything that's the typical thing to eat in that country and it was great obviously then when I was with my friends I also had an amazing time because I was with my friends but there was something thrilling about doing a trip by myself and yeah as I said before I felt so independent now as I was saying at the start about Brussels Brussels was slightly different. I felt a bit more lonely. I didn't feel the joy and I didn't want to meet people. I actually found that I hid from people in the hostel. I went down to make tea one time and I saw there was a group of people talking and I went back up to my room and waited because I couldn't be bothered making friends. I was really there to eat some Belgian cuisine, walk around, see the Christmas markets and go home. I wasn't there to make friends. And so solo travel wasn't so great because I wasn't, I was really solo. I was solo the whole time. I wasn't solo, but meeting people. And that's what I learned from that trip there. I personally like solo travel where I meet people. I like going by myself with the intention of meeting new people. So that trip there was a bust for me because I didn't meet anyone. And so I felt a little lonely. I felt bored because I had no one to talk to. I didn't want to be my phone too much, but my screen time was like five hours. I was traveling. My screen time was five hours because I could... I didn't know what to do in the in-between moments. So I just went on my phone and called people and went on YouTube. It was terrible. So anyway, that's what I've learned. That's what works for me. Going so with the intention of making new friends. I love meeting new people. I really do. I love meeting people and never talking to them again. I don't know why it brings me so much joy. But yeah, that's my preference. Now, I want to just do a little rundown of 
all the good and the bad things about solo travel just generally speaking because now you know my opinion I want to speak on the general because maybe if you've never solo traveled before you want to know the ins and outs first thing that's good as I said the reason I like solo travel is meeting new people maybe if you like what I was like back in 2019 you're going through the stage where you aren't super close with anyone but you still want to travel or you want to find people that you relate to and if you love travel normally meeting people in a hostel who are also traveling you're going to get along with and so it's a great opportunity to make new friends and I've really made some good friends from traveling even just being in the city for a couple months I've made friends that I feel like I've known forever and it's crazy and yeah I think a lot of people stay with their same friends their whole life and I don't know why but I don't agree with it I think that we change so much in our life it's like your partners that's why a lot of relationships don't work people change and sometimes things stop working the way they once did so anyway it's a great way to meet people we've clarified that the next thing that I said and I so stand by is it helps you gain a lot of independence I swear I have gained so much independence from travel I first of all didn't really understand currency exchanges before I was traveling and traveling solo and there's the whole planning there's you you don't have someone else to do the planning for you it's really on you you know you can't tell your friend oh can you do the flights for us can't be bothered or are you even doing brussels you need to find out yourself that's something that I, I personally enjoy i think it's a good thing because you learn all these skills that you maybe wouldn't have if there were more people because you're sharing the skills amongst you you're really alone you know you need to know that this city is apparently really dangerous at nighttime, and so as a woman or a young man you shouldn't walk alone at night or that pickpocketing is really common you need to learn these things you need to do your research on a city before you go you can't really just pack your bag and leave even though I've done that before I would always recommend learning about it and learning what you need to know before you go to a city is there something that it's fine to do in your home country that you shouldn't do abroad these are things that you'll learn when you're there and especially when you're by yourself the third reason I think solo travel is great is, as I mentioned before, you can do whatever the hell you want. And how great is that? If you maybe went on a trip with a friend, went to a super artsy, loved museums and loved like cathedrals, and that's not your thing, you have this whole part of the day that you're only doing something for your friend. Um, a lot of people when they travel think that everyone's going to do the same thing and everyone's going to hit the 10 tourist spots but a lot of people travel for different reasons as I said before for me it's so much of it is the cuisine of where I'm going I love trying new foods and the second part is the outside architecture I'm not so interested in the inside and I'm not so interested in museums and art expeditions and going to super touristy places I often find that when I go to a touristy place I hate it because I feel like a tourist I don't like being a tourist in a place I want to just explore somewhere new without feeling like I'm one in one million you know so when when you're traveling solo you can decide for yourself what do you want to do? Maybe there's a cookery class in that city and you've always wanted to learn how to make pizza in Naples. Or maybe there's this cool ice bathing or sauna in Sweden and you've always wanted to try that. But maybe in the past when you went with a friend, they weren't into that stuff. That's a great thing about solo travel and it's really something underrated. I spent the whole weekend in Brussels eating and I don't think a lot of people would eat them. I ate when I was there. And I didn't feel guilty about it because it was just me. If I wanted to have 10 light meals that day, 10 big snacks, going through all the different types of Belgian cuisine, I could. Who's going to tell me not to? No one, because I'm not with anyone. Now, I want to talk about 
the bad things about solo travel, which I've kind of mentioned. The first thing is it's lonely sometimes. If you're solo traveling, and like I said, I was in Brussels, you aren't meeting people. Maybe you have trouble meeting people. You have a bit of social anxiety, and even though you want to, you're struggling. It's a lonely, it's a lonely thing. You know, there's when you stop for a minute and you think, this was such a cool day, I had such a good time. And you can articulate it with anyone. I don't know, it's kind of rough. Like, at least in my opinion, I, I always find it kind of sad. Like, when when I was in Brussels and I had this moment happen in a waffle place, I was really angry about what happened. And I sent a, a voicemail to Emilio and I thought, I just didn't do it for me. I want to talk to someone and look at someone and be like, how annoying was that? Like, we did it together. They were so rude. I can't believe that. Yeah, when you do it by yourself, it's like your story doesn't matter because you didn't experience it with anyone else do, do people even believe you you know another thing that again i mentioned a bit boring which is so contradictory to the idea of traveling traveling is meant to be super thrilling you're meant to experience so many new things but there's always going to be these points in the day where you know you're eating lunch and you're sitting by yourself or maybe at night time when you're in a hostel you don't want to walk alone at night that's how i felt in brussels so i was in the hostel at 9 p.m both nights awake thinking my tea my cup cup of chamomile tea is good company but it's not enough and I don't want to FaceTime anyone because it isn't doing the real interaction that I want so yeah it can it can be a bit boring I don't know why though maybe it is just me I would like to think that it isn't just me but the next thing I wanted to bring up is what I've learned from solo travel things that I've realized what I've learned especially from this last trip is there's a time and a place for solo travel. If you have a really good group of friends that you value or maybe a partner that you're so in love with, sometimes solo travel isn't, it's not the right time for solo travel because you want to experience things with people that are in your life. I think personally the time and place is when you've graduated high school or perhaps college and you're going through a big change in your life because all that alone time really helps you to learn who you are or who you want to be because maybe in your last friendship or during your degree or high school education you were following the crowd and you weren't really being individualistic so many syllables there and you know you want to you want to change you want to become someone else and if you travel with people at that point in time you can't change you can't think about who you want to be because you're connecting to your old self so Like I said, when I was 18 and 19, I didn't have a super good group of friends and I was in this middle stage of, I don't know who I am and I don't know who I want to be. So traveling gave me that opportunity because I met so many people, I explored so many different cultures that I realized the things I like and the things I don't. I took myself out of my small town life and I went somewhere big where there's so many people and I said to myself, who are you, Lucy? Like, what do you want your next five years to look like? We don't need to dedicate this new personality for the rest of your life, but who do you want to be right now? Do you want to be someone that's more caring? Do you want to be someone that's more hardworking or maybe less productive? Who do you want to be? Yeah, I, there's a time and a place for solo travel. You need to figure out. I wish I knew before Brussels that I wasn't in the mid for solo travel. Now, another thing is seeing a... A city from the eyes of a solo traveler is completely different to doing it in a group or with a partner. Meals in restaurants. I mean, I'm now pretty comfortable with eating a meal in a restaurant by myself. But I remember the first time it's kind of scary because people are looking at you more because they're like, oh my God, has she been stood up? Which reminds me, I have a funny story. 
I was solo traveling in Rotterdam and I had a diary at this point, which I binned because the diary was just too much, too much to read. And I was filling it out, going through all my deepest thoughts, just sitting with a pint. And that was it. I was just me, my book and my pint. And I was there for like an hour and a half. And so after an hour, I'd realized there was these group of guys just staring at me and they were they looked really funny. They were quite tipsy. And after an hour, one guy comes up to me and he says, have you been stood up? And first of all, I was impressed by his vocab because he was from the Netherlands. I thought, how how do you know that word? Where did you learn that word? And at that point, I said, no, like I'm here by myself. I'm just having a pint by myself. And they couldn't believe it, you know, because it's something they'd never done. They were kind of like, oh, we thought you were waiting on someone, but they didn't show up or something. I had to explain, no, no, I'm in Rotterdam by myself. I don't know anyone. I'm only here for two days. And they were so kind as to invite me out on their night out. They were like, oh, we're doing a lad's night out. We're going to free pubs. This is the first one. You want to come to the next two? And I felt very safe in Rotterdam firstly, but also I'd been looking around people in the room for an hour and they looked like nice guys. So I didn't feel like I was going into lines then. And I had the best night. And this was because I went to a restaurant by myself and people didn't understand that that's a thing. When I went to a restaurant in Brussels, the staff spoke to me so much. Like I know, they did not speak to anyone else. The man they spoke to me when I was entering, and the person said, "How many people?" And I said, "One." They went on a five-minute conversation with me. When I was ordering, they said, "Oh, and your friend?" I said, "No, I'm here by myself." And when I got sat down, um, it was a weird kind of layout with like lots of longer tables. So I joined the group, but like I could still sit separate from them. And he was like, "I'm so sorry. Like, there's no other table. Like, do you mind? I know you're just by yourself." And then that same waiter came up three times to chat to me. And so I don't, I don't know if when you're eating alone, people think you're lonely. I just wanted a burger. I mean, I appreciate the conversation, but I just wanted to eat my burger. I didn't, I didn't need the company, but I appreciated it, you know? Um, yeah. So eating alone is, it's a funny experience. I think if you've never done it, even if you're not traveling, go to a restaurant in your city. I dare you and sit and see what happens. People will stare at you. You'll not know what to do with yourself. Oh yeah. Don't go on your phone. I mean, I go on my phone a lot, but don't go on your phone, have a dinner. We don't even bring your phone with you. Just eat in silence and let your brain have a conversation and people watch and talk to the waiter and waitress more. It's really a weird experience, you know? Another thing is, I, I didn't finish my point. Sorry, I was on a tangent. Experiencing a city with others is so different because, yeah, the restaurant thing, you end up doing more because you're trying to please everyone in the group. And when nighttime comes, it's so different. You know, even if you're not drinkers, people will still go out for a cola or a lemonade together. But when you're by yourself and if you're a woman, maybe you don't feel comfortable going for a drink, like go to bed at 9 a.m., 9 p.m., sorry. But I remember when I was solo travel, uh, when I was traveling with my friend, every night we were out, we were out partying, we were out seeing the clubs of the city, the bars of the city. And it's so different when you're alone because there's only so long you can sit in a bar by yourself before going, all right, that's enough. I'm going home. I've had it. And yeah, that that's something that I don't like about solo travel. I want to go out at nighttime. I'm not meaning go out and get drunk. I just mean I want to have a pint and have a conversation with someone. And you know, you can't do that when you're alone. And so I remember in Brussels, I went to bed at 9 p.m. and I was in a hostel room with three people who were all in a group. And even though I did try to make effort with them, they didn't want to talk to me. So that's fine. Each to their own. They didn't want a fourth member of the group. But they came home both nights at 4 a.m. 
and I was thinking 4 a.m. I've been asleep for seven hours and you guys are just home. What? What is this? I'm I'm confused. And they were like so drunk and they went to apparently the best club and they were all laughing and stuff. And I was like, whoa, I feel super alone right now. <laughs> yeah. When do I think solo travel would be good? Like I said, when you're at that stage where you're trying to figure out who you are, absolutely. But I want to talk about what time of year because I think there's a seasonality to solo travel. As I spoke about in last week's podcast, winter is a different time. We are different people in the winter. I'm not feeling it so much now, but I'm back in Valencia and it's still 18 to 20 degrees. But when I was in Brussels, I felt the coldness in my heart. I felt super tired. I felt super lazy and I felt super lonely because when it's colder, you want not necessarily someone to hug. You know what I mean? You want company. That's just my analysis of what winter does. I think summer is a great time to travel solo because for one, hostels are full during summer. There's you're gonna be able to meet someone. There's gonna be someone else solo traveling in the summer because people have time off work. There's more people. There's probably more people your age traveling. Whereas in the winter, not a lot of people do a big solo travel, you know? I think it's quite rare in the winter to see people by themselves in comparison to summer. Also in summer, the days are longer so you can spend more time without, outside without feeling spooked about being in a foreign city country by yourself. And the vibes are different. I don't know. Solo travel in the summer feels very different to solo travel in the winter. Even though I had a great time in Rotterdam and I managed to have a nice night out with some guys, the next day when I was by myself, I didn't like the feeling at all. It was weird. So I, I do think solo travel is a seasonal thing. Anyway, that's kind of all that's been on my mind in regards to solo travel. I just, this weekend I had so much on my mind about it and I went through so many phases of this is great because I want to go get a waffle and I'm going to get a waffle too. It's 9 p.m. and I have to be in bed because I can't go out because I feel a bit of danger in this new city because I don't know it. And oh my God, this woman is so rude to me. I want to tell someone about it. I went through the motions. So yeah, I want to pass the question off to you. Have you solo traveled before? What's your solo travel been like? Do you enjoy solo travel or do you? who do you prefer traveling with? Maybe with your spouse with your friends, with your family. I love a family holiday myself. Haven't been one in years, but I miss them. Um, do you have any tips for solo travel? Let me know. Anyway, thanks again for the nice comments last week. I want to just show you guys out one more time. That was so nice of you. Remember to comment this one and like the video, follow me and Emilio because at 1000 we're doing a Skillshare course on relationships and all things about that. And if you have Apple Podcasts, give us a five star or however many stars you think we deserve. I would really appreciate it. Anyway, thank you so much for watching, listening in whatever form you are. Stay awesome, as Emilio says. Emilio, I miss you. Come back for next week's podcast and bye-bye. <laughs>